everybody, and welcome to the Foundation First Fitness Show with Bob Echo. In today's episode 28 and another Q&A session. So I just recently, uh, about a couple of hours ago, posted a story on my Instagram asking you to send me some of your questions. And one of the questions I got was actually really interesting. So I decided to stick with that one specifically. Uh, and for a, the next couple of episodes that we do of these, well, the next couple of Q&A sessions we do of these, I will be posting it probably a little bit earlier on. I'm going to give a couple of days notice so that if anyone has any questions, I'll do it a couple of times so that people can get their questions out to me. Um, so one of the questions that I got, which was really interesting, it's it's probably it's probably something that I've more or less kind of alluded to in recent in in earlier earlier episodes, but I think it was pretty interesting because I know it I know it's specifically involving uh, someone who wants to get into running. So I'm going to re- remain nameless. Uh, but the question was, should they be training every single day? Um, and I think this really is something that I can address uh, from a global standpoint, looking at different types of individuals. So it depends on, depending on whether you're running, sorry, not depending, whether you're running or you are doing a regular workout where you're trying to get into shape, lose weight, whatever it is, uh, should you be training every single day? And again, like every single question, I will be asked, sorry, I was trying to clear my throat there. Uh, Like every question I will be probably asked, the answer that will remain true the entire time is uh, very simply that it really depends. It really, really, really depends on whether you are uh, advanced enough, uh, how often you're running, how long you're going to be running for. And this thing the same holds true for someone who's training. So how often are you going to be training? Are you going to be training every single day? Are you going to be training? uh, Sorry, or have you been training every single day? How hard are you going to be training every single day? Uh, So experience and load that you're going to be doing on every single day is really important too. The, The main thing that I usually always tell every single one of my clients is something, it's a phrase that I, that I heard get tossed around during my time with St. John's, uh, when I was working in pro hockey. And it was a, it was a way that guys would love to, it was a way for guys to kind of guilt me into letting them off on a workout. Usually never worked, but some guys would love to throw it out there as they were kind of quickly scurrying through the room without being noticed. They would always shout out the rest is a weapon, Bob, rest is a weapon. Uh, and basically, as 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 much as it wasn't true at that time, because they were basically using it on a daily basis, it was it is something that holds true here. And rest is essentially your weapon. Uh, you can use it for so many things. You can use it to uh, recover from a tough from a tough workout, reco- recover from a tough week. Um, but when it comes to working out every single day, again, it really comes down to, are you actually getting enough rest in between your workouts? So that's really the thing you should be asking yourself is, are you getting enough rest to make up for the workout that you did or to recover from the workout you previously did? And at the same time, are you overdoing it and are you crossing over that threshold? So the way you really want to look at your workouts, uh, overall is that you have to understand that workouts are essentially a way for you to improve your skills. It's, it's that it's where you're going to be causing that up spike in the amount and in the intensity and in your up spike in load and, and wear uh, and usage on your body in that short period of time, right? So if we think about it, we can't work out for 12 hours to 24 hours a day, but we can do, you know, basic daily tasks for 12 to 14 hours a day and 
you know, by that 14th hour, we felt it, but we won't be working out for that same amount of time. We'll never be able to get there. Our bodies will have tapped out long before. And that's just to show you how much of an uptick that workout is. So we have to really maintain and be aware of how much we're actually putting in term, uh, how much load we're actually putting on our bodies in that same week. So uh, a quick way to really do that is by figuring out soreness. Now, I know a lot of individuals don't like to use soreness. Now, a lot of you might be listening out there or watching us on YouTube and might be thinking like, you know, are, you know, we're still talking about whether soreness is really a gauge for difficulty. Um, but really one quick way is to know if you're actually still sore from your workouts. Like if you're, if you're sore every single day for your workouts, you might be going too hard. So you might want to pull back a bit, especially if you're going to try to go seven days a week. Um, now, if that's not the case, it's how motivated are you? How physically able are you to complete that workout? And third, are your workouts getting progressively worse? Are you not lifting as much? Are you stagnating in the amount of weight you're doing? Are you stagnating on your runs? So for the person who asked the question, are your runs stagnating? Have you always been basically punching out the same thing and no matter how much harder you work, you can't seem to get your work, get your run done and that same distance done any faster? you may want to try resting. That's where I would say maybe seven days a week is a little too much. But if you're only going out there, if you usually, I mean, if if you've almost worked yourself up to, you know, a five to 10K run every single day and you're like, you know what, it's really not that hard and you can handle that, you know, 20, 30K quite comfortably, then yeah, five to 10K, if you're bouncing around between those and not always sticking to 10K, yeah, it won't be that bad. It's enough activity that you'll be able to get something done, but it's not enough activity that your body's going to need, you know, six to seven days to recover from. Uh, and you're not going to be able to perform the same way, as I just mentioned, as your previous workout, and you're going to start noticing that decline. So that is essentially the way you want to look at it is if it's hard enough, uh, is it, sorry, is it too hard? Are your workouts getting worse? Are your results going down? And are you not progressing? If any one of those factors are a yes, you might not want to uh, work out seven days a week. And I think a lot of individuals who are starting off, you know, they try to go as hard as they can and they want to get results as fast as they can. Sometimes doing that little bit more is not necessarily good enough it's not sorry not necessarily better it's not more beneficial right there's a there's a factor of diminishing returns yes if you want extreme results you're going to have to put in extreme effort but that doesn't mean that you're going to need to work out every single day you can almost get by on just working out four to five maximum six times a week and you'll be just fine you don't need that seventh day that seventh day can be used for something like foam rolling or something like a light stretch or something like just kind of getting away from the gym and kind of clearing out your mind um that's if you're trying to be a, that's if you're trying to work towards an athletic goal so if you're working for a marathon working towards a marathon you're trying to be athletically competitive if you're just the average person working out and you just want to keep in shape then you know what seven days a week you know some people look to those workouts as a way to escape their you know the uh the monotony of their day and try to change things up and change up their mental state and that's a great thing to do because there's a lot of benefits in doing that uh, so it, like I said, it's a, it's a question that is, that is really dependent on a ton of factors, but it's, it's a question I know so many of you are probably asking yourselves. Um, and 
to give you an example of what a lot of my guys do and how I approach it, because I think that will probably help you kind of understand how you should handle it. Now you know the signs to look for and you know what to look for in terms of gauging those workouts and to know if you should or not. Um, But if you're not in that pool and if you're wondering whether you should crank it up or not or whether you should be changing up your workouts a little bit, to give you an idea of what a lot of my guys do. uh, So right now we're about, what are we, July 18th. So this is coming out on July, I don't even know how to do the dates here, July 20. 8th maybe I think it's coming out July 20th might be July 28th might be July 29th something like that um but we're nearing the end of the off season for a lot of hockey players I got about a month left by the time this thing comes out it's not even July 24th July 18th what am I saying I was looking at the temperature of the day holy boy I think I gotta go sleep soon um so basically it's the 18th of July we're getting pretty close to the end of uh, we're getting pretty close to the end of the off season. We're about halfway through for most guys. We're probably on the back two thirds of it. Uh, and the, sorry, the back third of it, the final third of it. And so essentially a lot of the guys are, are kind of in that they're well into it and they're working out hard and they're working out a lot. Uh, and a lot of them are really not doing much more than four days a week. Now, four days a week, those four days are very intense so they're coming in they're working out for about an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes cardio warm-up cool downs all that junk included uh and that hour and hour and 45 minutes is really intense and the reason i split it up to only have four days and have three days of them being quote-unquote off is i like to use that time for them to kind of escape the gym and escape the athletic world and kind of go and enjoy their lives. The reason for that is that they spend so much time uh, throughout their year and throughout their season training and playing and stuff like that that they don't get to escape that and they don't get to change up their mindset a bit. So I love for them to do that. It makes it a lot easier for them to kind of come back to the workouts ready to go and focused. And at the same time, it allows me to get as much as I can done all in one time and not have to keep splitting it up and, and, you know, be keeping them coming in six days a week. And then if they miss, God forbid, they miss one or two workouts, well, then two workouts becomes, you know, a quick 30 some odd percent of their entire week. And now we have to make up for it on other days. And how am I going to adjust it? How am I going to make up for it? So it's easier for me to have four workouts. So if they can't come in one day, I still have time to switch it to another day because I've got three other days that I can kind of create a filler for them, or I can kind of use that first day, that day that they miss is their new rest day and use another day for the workout. So, uh, like I said, four days a week, they're really intense days. They don't really do all that much more, and the results speak for themselves. These guys are getting stronger, getting faster, and staying healthy throughout their season. So there's not really much more that they should need to be doing. Uh, but again, it really comes down to, like I said, that factor of intensity. Their intensity is really high. The volume is really high. So seven days a week would be too much. Now, what you can do is... Uh, use this this approach that I use with them as well, which is the uh, the use of different types of workouts. So I basically categorize my workouts in two ways. The first way being intensity workouts. So main workouts, the stuff that they need to be doing uh, that's going to make the difference. That's going to make that big. That's going to make that needle. Uh, shift. So whatever's going to make that dial turn is going to be the workouts that they're going to do on one of those four days. It's going to be, you know, heavier, more explosive, more powerful, trying to get some muscle, trying to get faster, things like that. The 
things that they're going to be doing on a daily basis are the maintenance things, the things that I want them to do to take care of their body. Those are foam rolling. So there's two different types of exercises. There's exercises I want them to do on one of those four days, which are the big prime movers, big explosive stuff. And then there's the small stuff, the foam rolling, the stretching, maybe some mobility stuff that's going to help them kind of recover and at the same time help kind of fend off some things that they've been doing. So this is another way that you can actually uh, squeeze in three or four more three days, two or three days, you should be working out more than three days a week, but if you can't, whatever, um, three to four days a week. And it is creating some kind of recovery type of workout, a recovery type of uh, training regimen that's going to allow you to recover and at the same time potentially work on some issues you may have and the reason I like to use foam rolling stretching mobility work is because those are areas that we usually end up neglecting a lot on those other days that we're working out because our time may be limited so when we go to the gym working out one to two to three hours is not feasible we may only have that 45 minutes to an hour tops because you know we have other responsibilities we have work we may have kids we may have um things to do. We may have errands to run. We may have other engagements that we need to uh, maintain. So when those are issues, that 45 minutes to an hour is as much as we can get. So the other days you can actually start squeezing in workout, uh, recovery workouts. So formaling and stretching, which is something you can do at home. You don't need to be away from it. It only takes about 25 minutes to a half hour tops, and you can get a significant amount of results just from doing that. So that's another way that you can maybe go from, you know, feeling guilty that you're not working out every day. You're not doing something every single day and actually trying to split your workouts into two styles. So actual workouts, recovery workouts. Um, so that basically should cover that entire topic. If you guys have any questions on that, on X, on workout kind of schedules and, and, and specifics based on maybe what you're doing. Um, I'm opening, I'm open to having you guys send me some of your workouts or not even some of your workouts, but some of your schedule more or less, tell me what you're doing on each day. And I'll help you kind of figure that out. Cause I know it may be a little bit confusing for a lot of you, uh, to kind of look at those and be like, am I doing enough? Am I doing too much? How do I know? Um, and it, it won't really take that long. It's a quick little glance and I'll be able to tell you more or less where you should be shifting things. Uh, but in terms of Every single day training, it's it's very dependent on how much you're actually doing each day, your experience, and the results that are coming from it, okay? So if you guys haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, definitely hit that button somewhere down here. I can't remember where it is. If you guys are listening on the podcast or if you guys are on YouTube and you want to listen to this on the podcast, it is available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Uh, and if you guys who are listening on the podcast haven't seen some of my other YouTube clips, definitely head over there. I do a nice uh, Move Better Mondays segment where I basically talk about uh, different ways to help you move better. So they're basic things, super simple, but I break them down. I talk a bit about how to take these exercises that we know we do all the time, make them potentially a little bit more challenging or help you uh, master different movements a little bit better. It's a really interesting stuff because I'm starting really basic. I'm trying to get everybody to kind of, you know, get comfortable with watching them and understanding how to do them. And I'm also working out the kinks myself on how I want to display those exercises, but essentially helping you move better, which is a nice branch and a nice spinoff of the foundation first concept, which is building that foundation first. So if you guys have any questions, you know how to reach out to me. For those of you watching, I'll see you guys next time. I'll talk to you guys on the podcast next time. And until then, keep building that foundation.
For more fitness tips, tricks, and ideas, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Bobak Owen. That's B-A-B-A-K-O-W-E-N. Music for the Foundation First Fitness Show provided by Beware of Darkness. You can find them on Spotify and iTunes.